And ever since I rode a horse, I knew that was what I wanted to do forever. I took the UAE Championship in April. It was my biggest win. And I achieved that with my best friend, which is my horse. Chasing Olympics is, is obviously the ultimate goal. I'm an engineer, so I always think about every action has an equal and opposite reaction. Mm. It's Newton's law, it's the law of the universe. If you put in the work, then somehow, some way, your work will come back to you. Welcome to the Change Officer, Amna. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for taking the time. I know you live a, lead a very busy life. <laughs> you work, you ride, uh, and uh, it's a pleasure to have you here and take the time. Thank you. The pleasure is all mine. So um, your Instagram profile says uh, jumping through life. <laughs> uh, you do that metaphorically and, and literally. And literally. <laughs> wow. Um, how did you enter the space of horse riding? Honestly, I, I don't have a fancy story about this. It was, uh, I think it was meant to be because none of my friends or family are horse riders. And I was always the type of person that enjoyed, you know, sports and an active lifestyle. And it was just a faint memory from my childhood. I remember once we went horse riding when I was like six and the guy holding the horse said, no, you're really good. You know, and I was like, okay, I'm I've tried a lot. Let me try riding again. And ever since I rode a horse, I knew that was what I wanted to do forever. It's amazing. And I can I, I've heard stories about special connection between a person and a horse. But but you told me the story that was just amazing and in general about that whole space. Yeah, um, honestly, the connection between a horse and a rider is the reason why I wake up every day. Um, it's just an amazing experience when you get to know a horse and, you know, riding is basically a communication. You don't really speak, but you do connect with the horse and you ask them to do things and they react. And it's just amazing how each one has a different personality and each one brings a different side of you, you know, as a rider, as a person. And some horses, they definitely challenge you, you know, um, any fears that may come up, you will have to face because riding is a very mental intensive sport. Mm. So if you have any fears, you bring these fears on the horse, the horse, you know, picks up on that energy and reacts. So they are mostly mirrors of the rider. Mm. So and horse riding is one of the sports that takes a lot of commitment. Uh, yes. in in every way time uh, money passion uh, i mean everything that you can imagine um and your journey started a very long time ago um tell us more about that journey and how difficult was it for you to chase that uh <laughs> dreams all these years it was very difficult when i first started because i didn't understand how the system worked i didn't understand how horses are i didn't know how much training was required and you know how important finding a good horse and the whole system was just unknown so i had to hit every wall possible in terms of challenge so there was the cultural barrier there was the you know training barrier there was the horse barrier and the financial barrier and you know i went through a series of injuries um because I didn't have enough knowledge to understand which horses not to ride and which horses to ride and which risks were worth taking and which risks weren't. So um, 
in my case, it all got better when I started working mm. and I had my own job and I could finance, you know, proper horses and proper trainers. And, you know, it's been uphill since then. So I would recommend a structured route. So currently you're a UAE champion, not only once, I believe. <laughs> no, uh, it was only once last year. Um, I took the UAE championship in April. It was my biggest win. And I achieved that with my best friend, which is my horse. What's the name of the horse? The Grunz. The Grunz. Yeah, but we call him Grunzy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he is the love of my life. He changed the entire sport for me. He gave me my confidence back because he's such a stubborn, feisty, confident horse that loves to jump. And, you know, he's he's one in a million. When you're talking about your horse, you're talking almost like uh, about a person. Uh, because he is a person and just in a different form you know he has his character he loves watermelon you know <laughs> and um, he enjoys being in the field with other people you know he he's very human like he asks you for the things that he wants and and he knows his stuff you know and other horses are not the same so some horses i have they hate watermelon they would mm -hmm. never eat it you know or they don't enjoy being at the field. They get stressed. So each one has a personality. He's special. <laughs> when everyone who is not in the sport and this whole world is looking from the side, did you see this you know, yeah. nice part? Uh, people enjoying their horses, riding across exactly. the field, playing a polo match, jumping uh, obstacles. <laughs> uh, but very few people are introduced to what is happening behind the closed doors in that yeah. whole space between people and, and, and between people and horses. Yeah. Uh, bring us closer to what happens after the show is over and you go back to the, back to the stable. Well, when the show is over, we go back, we check the legs of the horses if there's any swelling or or not if the horses are okay if they drink water after the show because you know um, they sweat so they need electrolytes they need to hydrate just like a normal athlete and we ice the legs we make sure you know that the tendons are cooled down because the lower part of the horse's leg actually has no muscle mm. it's all only tendons carrying all that weight so there's a lot of impact there and it's uh, the most critical part of a horse and his career in jumping. Mm. So we try to maintain that as, as well as we could. We take them for a cool down walk as well. And then they take a shower and, you know, we give them a post-workout meal. It's a lot of time that you need to put in. Yes, it is. And it's a, it's a, it's a full-time job, honestly. Uh, we have a whole team behind one horse. So there's the trainer, there's the groom, there's the rider. It's a full-time job that is not getting you paid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it gives you much more than just monetary return, you know. People go out, they work to make money, to do the things they enjoy, to get fulfillment. Mm. We get direct fulfillment from horses. So it's the same outcome, just a different route. What is very interesting to talk about, and one of the reasons um, you're on the show as well, is um, you know chasing your dreams. There is a lot of people out there uh, working nine to five, not being happy with what they do, um, not pursuing their passion, yeah. uh, not pursuing their dreams. And that goes and on and on, and eventually they just retire and... At that very late stage of their life, they decide maybe to chase 
dreams but then they're tired and then that's it yeah um you you've been uh, chasing your dreams for years now uh you know uh successfully and you've been living your dream you've been to london to to france you spend a lot of time with your horses etc but you have a job as well yeah um what kept you going and 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 what is the goal what is the end game for you uh where did you find motivation to go after something although it was so difficult um honestly the answer to your question has two parts for me one is perspective the other one is dedication and action So in terms of perspective, it's how you view life. So I think that played a major role in my life. I had a different perspective on how I chose to see life. And I didn't expect other opinions to influence my own. A lot of people told me that, you know, okay, this is just a sport. It's it's something you do for fun. I didn't see it that way. I saw it as something that has so much value because of the emotional fulfillment that a rider or um, a a sport person will receive from this. And I had also a perspective of faith. You know, the faith grounded me. It gave me the internal strength to keep going regardless of the challenges and the injuries. And, you know, you meet very bad people along the way, but you also meet good ones. And it's how you view a situation. And then the second part is dedication and action. Mm. If you're true to yourself, then you're true to what you love and you're true to your heart. And you, it will be easy for you to follow that passion. It will be easy for you to put in that dedication. So I think most people would have a difficulty with that, is looking inwards. People don't usually know themselves. And the most difficult part of my journey was knowing who I was, was knowing myself Mm. and learning how to love myself as well. You know, acknowledging the good and acknowledging the bad and working on that. How did you practice that? How did you, is there something that happened in your life? Is there something that you uh, practice doing to reach this stage of self-awareness? I think it's constant um, presence within yourself you know i i don't think anyone has a life without challenges each one is given a different set of cards and you know um abilities and each one is given a set of challenges equally you know and it's how you choose to use them and be aware of your situation so knowing yourself and being honest with yourself is a choice Mm. So it's a matter of, you know, looking yourself in the mirror and, you know, acknowledging all these faults and saying that's okay. And the only way you can do that is if you love yourself enough. There was when we were preparing for the call, you told me the story about your time in France uh, (laughs) and how that um, whole experience taught you a lot of life lessons and uh, how to appreciate things. Um, tell us about the time you spent on that farm, uh, oh on that God. stable, actually. Yeah, it was actually in the middle of nowhere. You know, I was always a city girl. I always had, you know, things come to us, you know, Dubai. Everything is delivery. Everything is easy. And suddenly I was in the middle of nowhere, you know, 20 minutes away from a supermarket. So <laughs> um, I I learned how to make my own bed, how to cook my own food, how to clean the house. And all of these were new challenges for me. You know, I didn't understand how privileged we all are in the city. You know, you call a delivery, it comes to you. And suddenly, you know, everything was quiet. Everything was slow and time was longer. And, you know, 
all of these lessons they teach you about yourself and I even went as far as to grow my own vegetables and you know herbs and just the time it took for these things to grow made me appreciate you know supermarkets and food and mm. everything around you so gratitude is a, a big blessing to have in your attitude in your life how to build that You know, put yourself without out without going to the uh, without going. we went to France for a year, which uh, not a lot of people have a chance to do. Well, I mean, there's there's opportunity everywhere. It's a matter of, you know, finding what is a challenge to you and stretching yourself out of your comfort zone. And even if it's something as simple as, you know, going to a homeless shelter or going to an old people's home and just, you know, exposing yourself to different parts of life that are not fun and happy and you know like challenge yourself put yourself out of your comfort zone and grow that's the only way you can grow amazing um you expose yourself to a um, life that um, covers professional life you're yes. working with enoch as a mechanical engineer yes as a full-time job <laughs> while you're at the same time professional uh, um, horse rider uh, yes. chasing olympics Uh, how do you balance between the two? Well, I wake up at four in the morning and my day starts then. It starts with prayer and breakfast. And then I go to the stables. I ride all my horses. I finish my training. I go to my full-time job after that. And after that, I go to the gym, you know, because you have to maintain muscles for the horses. And then I go home. And uh, even last year, I was doing a master's degree online. So that there was studying after the gym as well. So it's all about time management and, you know, being strict enough not to uh, skew out of your, you know, time slots. What is the price of for, for, for that kind of life that you need to pay? In my in my situation, I paid very dearly, you know, with it, with my social life. I lost a lot of people who did not understand my lifestyle. And I had to miss out on a lot of birthdays and a lot of, you know, um, time spent with family because, you know, I had a goal. But you can also make time for that. It's just a matter of other people respecting your time and you respecting your own time. No, absolutely. I mean, that comes with, uh, on the other side, a great reward, right? Yes, of uh, course. What was the reward that you that you received? It wasn't only in my sport. It was also in my character. Because now I know the importance of time. Uh, so I use it very wisely. I'm able to be more productive in my day. And um, lazy, being lazy is one of my biggest fears, actually. And it's like a muscle. If you train yourself to be a, a doer, eventually you'll do it naturally. Mm. And if you train yourself not to do, then doing anything is going to be difficult. So, I think what I would like to talk about is a, is a, is a topic that is um, on mind of a lot of people out there. And everyone listening to this episode who is finding and recognizing themselves is probably thinking about it now. Chasing your dreams. Um, most of people have dreams out there, uh, but not a lot of people decide to really go for it because yeah. it's not, it's really not easy. Yeah. Um, using this time to empower them. Um, what are some of the things that people should wake up and question themselves to help them out, to motivate them to move? Uh, 
well, forward and go go for it. I think the first thing they should question is, are they really happy with what they're doing? Are they really satisfied with the life they're leading? And if the, if the answer is no, then they should find a way. And if they have a passion, they have a dream, if they can think it, then they can definitely do it. For me, I never, I never thought that executing my dream would be in this fashion, but that's the way that, you know, presented it, itself. And I wasn't arrogant in the face of it. I know a lot of people that would, would look at, you know, uh, having a nine to five as something not viable. And then I, I've met people that saw not having a nine to five as not viable. So it all depends on, you know, what opportunities are within your reach and how you decide to execute it. But if you can think about something, then you can definitely do it. It's just a matter of finding a way. Everything is possible, right? Yes, everything is possible. Talking about everything is possible. You are uh, chasing Olympics. I yes, just like every professional <laughs> athlete, chasing Olympics is is obviously the ultimate goal. Uh, but you cannot do it without you know sponsors and support and yeah. So it's it's still a long way. It's still a long way, and you know sometimes I think you know is it really a realistic dream? Is it really even? I even have these questions, mm-hmm. but I keep going because if I can think it, then I'm sure. Somehow, some way, sometime, something will click. For sure, no, absolutely. What is the the the, the road that now for you to actually reach the Olympics? Uh, what needs to happen? Well, continue training every day. Uh, stick to my routine. Uh, trying to find um, different alternative uh, sources of income, and also looking for sponsors. Horse riding is an expensive sport, I assume. It is, yes. One of the most expensive sports in the world. What are we talking about now, just to put things into perspective, when you say expensive sport? Like, you know, being just normal in the sport, a horse would cost 100,000 euros or, you know, there's no specific cost because every seller would have a price. Mm. So Olympic horses cost, you know, 1 million euros and above. Wow. So and you need several of those and that's not including, you know, shipping the horses on a plane, which costs around, you know, 5000 euros. And then there's the vet bills and the shoes and the supplements and the training and the stabling and (laughs) the list goes on. (laughs) But such a promising and talented horse rider uh, shouldn't struggle with finding sponsors. So uh, this is a call out to all of you out there who would like to support Amna. (laughs) Um, to to join uh, her on this journey to to the Olympics because it would be amazing to see you to see you out there competing. Yeah, I mean that's the dream, right? Yeah. We we dedicate everything for this, and hopefully, you know, people who can understand the passion, you know, would be happy to invest. It's just a matter of understanding and knowing, you know, the goals. Absolutely. Talking about the change. Um, what is the change that needs to happen? in the region to unlock more of uh, Amnas, to see more of Amnas out there, uh, <laughs> chasing their dreams uh, um, and succeeding? Well, I think every region has, uh, you know, common challenges. And I think it's a global pandemic, as mm. you may say. Um, you know, people are just, um, you know, following a regular routine. You wake up, you go to school, you graduate, you go to university and you get a job. But... Um, who said it has to be this way, you know? 
if you have a, a dream, whether it's, you know, starting a, you know, candy shop, you know, you should do that. You should, you know, take the risk, calculated risk, you know, in, a, in an intelligent way and speak to people who have more experience in the field or successful people in the same field that you want to enter in and, you know, make sound decisions with good guidance, you know, you can you can achieve a lot. Yeah, I think that we're all following a beaten path, right? We're all born to, you know, go to elementary school, high school, go to college, graduate, find your job, nine to five, yeah. go work, make for a living and retire. Uh, but there is so much opportunities out there that people can can chase, you know, on their on their own. But how to escape the system, right? You you grow up like that. You are taught like that. Everyone is around you is doing it the same. Yeah, I think it takes a bit of courage. You know, it definitely takes uh, courage to do that because in in my case, I didn't have any financial support. From the start, so I had to, you know, um, save up whatever I got and spend that on my training. It took me seven years to get my first horse, and until now, I'm self-sufficient. I found my way. It's it it is a bit, you know, complicated, but if you are, you know, dedicated enough, dedicated enough to find a way, and it's going to be difficult. I mean, it's not going to be easy. Nothing that's worth having comes easy. And I think that's the biggest catch. Mm. Do you want to be out of your comfort zone? Are you willing to go through all of that for something you want? So you have to want it enough. You have to be honest about this being the one thing you believe in. But on the other end of that road, uh, what is waiting for you? Well, I always, I'm an engineer, so I always think about every action has an equal and opposite reaction. Mm. It's Newton's law. It's the law of the universe. If you put in the work, then somehow, some way, your work will come back to you. And you have to believe in that. Otherwise, you're just walking into an unknown space with so many fears. So this is what I said about faith in the beginning. Like when you have faith, you can walk in the darkness with confidence believing that on the other side you will find what you're looking for hmm. we're going to leave it at that and i hope that we did manage to inspire a couple of um, young people out there uh, and even the older ones never too late to go and chase your dreams um, before we wrap up we're going to play a quick quiz oh. um, so i have a couple of questions for you very easy ones uh, that i'm going to ask you just to 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 answer to me so i'm going to give you two options um and uh you need to pick one okay all right are you ready yes being invisible or being able to fly oh flying turning back time or seeing the future seeing the future 10 million dollars or bonus two years of life 10 million dollars making a bridge or jumping across Jumping across. <laughs> I was expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you ready for this one? Winning a gold in the Olympics and not riding ever again. Or not qualifying for the Olympics, but riding for the rest of your life. Oh, my God. That's such a difficult question. But I think I'd go for riding for the rest of my life. <laughs> All right. And the last one, the Change Officer podcast or the Joe Rogan experience. Of course, change officer. <laughs> <laughs>
Amna, thank you for coming. No, thank you for having me. It was a it was a real pleasure, and I hope that we managed to inspire a lot of people out there um, to go and chase their dreams. Um, if you guys are uh, liking what we're doing here, please support us by sharing this episode with your friends. Um, if you want to reach out to Amna, what is the best way to do that? I guess social media or social email. Media. All right, we're going to put uh, her contact details in the description. So for everyone who would like to get some uh, mentorship or advice from Amna, she will be happy <laughs> to support you guys. Um, until next Monday, stay tuned. There is another great episode coming out. Thank you, everyone.